Mini episode 1472 of the FDH Lounge is brought to you by Sportsology, delivering unconventional columns and webcasts about sports, TV, music, movies, and more. Follow them on the web at sportsology.com. The FDH Lounge. You want to schedule your life around it. A long time ago, on a gloomy, wet Cleveland spring night, two men stand alone amidst the late night drizzle. Their voices echo across the vacant station parking lot as they debate the merits of the great American radio show that have been missing for far too long. On that night, an idea was born. That idea became the FDH Lounge. Welcome to the FDH Lounge. Hello and welcome to FDH Lounge mini episode 1473, our Better Call Saul episode 6.3 preview. I'm FDH Managing Partner Rick Morris here with our top five notes of interest about the third episode of the final season. Number five, Mike is in a weird place, caught between the backstory revealed by this series and what we know lies ahead. The season one reveal about how Mike's corruption as a Philly cop inadvertently got his son killed indicates why he chose the haunted, soulless life of a fixer and killer for hire. On Breaking Bad, we know Mike to be probably even more cold-blooded than he is now. What accounts for his soft spot for Nacho and his dad? In the case of Nacho, it's probably the same tendency he had in Breaking Bad with Jesse, to see the better parts of himself in a young colleague. In the case of Nacho's dad, it's probably Mike's code about who is and is not quote-unquote in the game. After all, Mike's son was not in the game and was killed for it. Nacho's dad is not fair game in any way, shape, or form, and Mike knows it, even if Gus doesn't care. Somehow, what seems most likely is that this situation will resolve itself in a way that causes Mike to become that even darker version that we first met, while not straining his relationship with Gus in any way. That's quite a straddle. Number four, we know from Breaking Bad that Gus avoids a hot war with the Salamancas, but how that happens seems harder to imagine than ever right now. Lalo knows that Gus was the puppet master, and while the Salamancas now think he's dead, if he ever surfaces, he's going to drop a dime on the chicken man. The fact that Lalo doesn't know that Gus knows he survived the attack feels like it's going to be key to the resolution of this situation. Number three. Saul screwing up and referring to Lalo by his actual name in court has to come back to bite him. We've seen him kill people for less, as he repeatedly did in the season opening episodes, and we know he won't kill Saul, but he's going to make these last episodes even more miserable for Albuquerque's most beloved shyster. Number two, Kim's plot expanded to include Cliff Maine and the Kettlemans. The mind fairly reels when you start thinking about everyone else they could bring back as a part of this plot. What's interesting is that Kim seems to be more merciless on going after anyone that she considers worthy of wrath than Saul is. This is a development nobody expected, and it seems critical to the end game of the series. Number one, did anyone's 2022 bingo card include Saul Goodman's gold toilet in the season premiere called Open? In a show bursting at the seams with fan service, the look at Casa de Sol in the aftermath of him fleeing to Omaha was entertaining TV at its finest. There were a few signs of what we had to already know deep down that Kim was nowhere to be found during Breaking Bad, pink underwear that clearly wouldn't have been hers, boxes of Viagra that Saul never needed with her, and the symbolic tableau of the fabled tequila bottle cork tumbling into the gutter. 
In Breaking Bad, we knew that Walter White was hurtling towards doom at the very end. In Better Call Saul, we know that Saul and Kim's relationship is hurtling towards doom at the very end. All that remains are the final brush strokes on how we get there. Thank you for joining us for this mini-episode of the FDH Lounge.